You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm Charles Thomas. And that's the way it is. Wait, does that mean we're done already? <laughs> yes. Yay, quickest episode ever. Guinness Book of World Records. I'm a, I'm a little bit slappy today. I've been wandering all over Brooklyn. I'm a little teapot. Here's my handle. Totally. Okay, so first and foremost, a Penny Arcade is totally selling out. And by selling out, I mean they have started a Kickstarter to try and uh, fund their their business, uh, or at least the advertising aspect of their business. And they're so far doing a pretty good job of it because they've already made goal and they have uh, 30 days left on the campaign. Yeah. So to to sort of explain that a little better, there's a there's a bit what is basically a blog post on uh, the Kickstarter page from the Penny Arcade guys saying for the first like year after they started doing this professionally um their their business model was basically please give us money so that we can continue to make this page um or this comic and so then they started doing advertise getting advertisers and they never really thought of another way to do it and what they said is basically now they're using Kickstarter to say please donate so that we don't have to work anymore again um <laughs> and so the goal sets they had they rate they set um so the the Kickstarter goal was a quarter of a million dollars uh but they said that depending on how much they actually get will depend on what happens with the website. So if they hit their goal, then they would remove the top banner ad from the site. And then if they hit uh, just over 200% of their goal, then they would remove all ads from the site. Right. And then it's, uh, it looks like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of steps in between as well. Yeah, um, including the the one I'm curious about is uh, Jerry cosplay. Yeah, um, I want to know what that is going to be. Yeah, I hope so. I haven't donated, and I don't think I intend to because uh, I suck. Uh, but I really hope that they make it to at least three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars because then they will do an uh, uh, original six page automata script, which is uh, their coolest not penny arcade comic I've seen. Yeah, which is it's like a noir thing except one, one, of, the one of the guys is a, robot. Is a robot yeah yeah it's pretty good i agree um they've got some pretty good uh um oh what are they called the um the things on the side the the benefits you get for the for pledging certain amounts of money it's like like if you pledge a dollar gabe will shout out your name as he chases a duck <laughs> So that sounds awesome, except I have a hard time imagining he'd actually do that. Unless he's going to yeah. record it on video where he's just running around with a piece of paper in his hand after a duck. <laughs> which would be awesome. Uh, have you seen the um, – are you a fan of Zay Frank? I can't remember. Um, I have watched some of his stuff before, but it's I haven't really gone out of my way to, to watch a lot of it. Okay. I do actually enjoy it though. Okay. So Zay Frank used to do The Show and it was right. uh, a video blog experiment where he did he did an episode every every weekday for exactly one year and then he stopped um and then that that was in like 2005 through 2006 and then now he did a kickstarter for a new show be called a show 
And mm-hmm. one of the Kickstarter prizes was if you donated like, I don't know, $150 or something like that, then you could choose your go- your reward as mail him your shoes and he would walk a mile in them. <laughs> sort of thing on that old trope. Yeah. There's an entire episode dedicated to this because one of the exactly one person selected this and he, he made it a goal as a joke. And then uh, someone actually did it. And the, the episode explains why the guy chose it. And it actually is really cool. Um, and I, I won't go into it now. I'll just find the link so you can put it in the show notes. Um, but it's it's only like a five minute long video. And it's really good. So you, uh, you should definitely seek it out. Word. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm more and more getting intrigued by by uh, Kickstarter projects. Like I've known about it for a long time, and it's always been like, oh, that's kind of neat. But it's like only just recently I've started to really pay attention to Kickstarter and see some of the really cool shits on there. Mostly because of you, you jerky, keep sending me cool <laughs> gadgets that they're making. Speaking of which, did you see the one I sent you today? Yes, I did. The uh, the the silent speaker, yeah. and that is neat. And I want to go to there yeah if i hadn't just pledged 30 dollars to the bit thing uh-huh. i would totally have done that um but it's like 95 dollars or something like that and actually in order to actually get one i think it's like 60 something to get one. Oh, it's like it's like uh like 60 something to get to get one and then it's like uh you get at at like 99 dollars you get the special kit which includes more than just that mm. so but uh but yeah it's uh it, it looks pretty neat and i wish i had more money to just throw it things like that yeah me too Anyways, I'm moving right along. Um, fancy free. <laughs> that's what I think. Every time you say moving right along, I immediately go to the Muppets. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Facebook has uh, has made uh, has decided to move forward in their plans to become the creepiest social network in the world. Um, they have now made it so that uh, you can. Uh, see who is actually reading your uh posts to groups um apparently there's a way to uh to look you like mouse over your post and it has a, a pop-up uh, with some impressions about it like the following people have read your post and it's basically if you've scrolled past it in a in your news feed then it counts it as be having been read i right. guess it also tells you how soon after it was posted that you read it right i i, I actually was going Going to was going to try looking at this, but I have not posted to any uh, uh, Facebook groups groups like ever. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I couldn't actually test it, which makes me sad. But uh, actually, it doesn't really make me that sad because I really didn't try that hard. <laughs> I suppose if I really wanted to, I could have gone and posted something I'd like a, this is a test type thing in a group and seen impressions of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take somebody's word for it that this is what's happening. And that's just, I, I, I think it's stupid because it just makes it so that people can be more passive aggressively sad about things. So like, nobody reads my posts. Yeah. I don't know. Wah, wah, wah. Face- I just, I really don't like Facebook and it's not even the thing I don't like about Facebook isn't really Facebook itself. It's the, the culture of like the the weird way that Facebook is like ingrained into the culture of people our age and the yeah. fact that like if something like like people jokingly except not really say things like if it didn't happen if you know if, if I wasn't invited on Facebook it's not really happening or you know a relationship isn't official or a breakup isn't official until it gets updated on Facebook like pe- people say it jokingly except it's true which is right. stupid yeah definitely uh yeah i there's not really much to say about this i just i mean it's 
I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of benefit this has. I mean, this is like this is like return receipts with emails. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's like why do you need a return receipt? Is are you is it are you that concerned when or a re- read receipt when it, is it really that necessary that you that, that you see when I've read something? Right. I mean, aside from you know being like a, a, a somebody passive aggressive, being like a passive aggressive boss, and then going back to somebody like three hours later and being like, why haven't you read that email I sent you? Or, or I sent you that email three hours ago and you immediately read it, but you haven't replied to it yet. What's going on? Right. It's you just know? overly and, needy and not really necessary. Yeah, there's no there's no point. Although to it. I will say um, one of my coworkers has his email client set up to always send read receipts and to always recre- request read receipts. Uh-huh. And I asked him about it, and he said that uh, it, it's actually saved his bacon more than once where he'll deliver somebody bad news in an email, and then uh-huh. he knows that they've read it so that when they later claim that they didn't see it so they don't have to act on it, he can he, uh-huh. if they try and put the heat on him for not notifying them, then he can say, look, I got a receipt from you, so you, clearly you read this. Right. Uh, so you, you acknowledge that I got it, that you got it, so obviously you're trying to dodge something here. Right. But then there you have people like me who have their browser set up to automatically read Reject read receipt. So if I if it's like oh read receipt, my my browser or my uh, my mail client just goes nope, not sending that. Yeah, and then it, yeah. So yeah, well, so he actually what he said was he doesn't look at the read receipts unless, but he he has them in case he needs them. So like right when a read receipt is basically just another email. It's like an auto that says so and so so and so formatting. Right. So he just has it. He just had an email inbox filter that said if this is a read receipt, send it here. And so mm-hmm. then he never looks at them until he needs to until he needs to for whatever reason yeah right yep but still it's you know yeah i don't want to have to deal with that bullshit yeah, well, and 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 then you, but you put it, you put that in the context of 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 Facebook, where it's not, you know, like a time sensitive or even a work related issue. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if 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 the, if if whatever it is that you're post, posting on Facebook is so important that you need me to uh, acknowledge that I've read it, then you should be sending me an email anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, Dig has been purchased by a company called Betaworks. So that's weirdly interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the biggest reason that this is interesting to me is that I didn't know Dig was still around. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I. I Well, I knew it was still around, but I figured it was just like it was a dead site because I don't think many people still use it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been neglected. I mean, uh, there was a company uh, a few years ago that basically hired out everybody from Dig, all their engineers away from Dig to um, the Washington Post was doing some similar news site and uh oh there it is it's in the article um the washington post uh uh had a a company called social code that is is the same sort of thing Mm -hmm. and uh um they bought up all of digs employees yeah they they hired hired out all of all of well all of digs engineers so basically it was just you know nobody really worked on on dig that much anymore because it was just yeah they didn't have anybody to work on it so now betaworks has paid uh five hundred thousand dollars in order to 
to acquire Dig uh, without any of its existing employees. They're basically buying the brand and the Code. service. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and they say they're going to revitalize it, but I'm not sure how they plan to to pull that off considering it's... I mean, the brand is essentially dead at this point. Right. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, you can try and revitalize it. Well, I suppose, but I mean, at this point, I think it's been, it's been a, a dead brand for long enough that people kind of associate it with being, you know, yeah. a brand that nobody wants to have to do anything with. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Kevin Rose posted somewhere that he was a, he was happy that Betaworks was the company that bought it because he uh-huh. trusted their vision and uh, he was excited to see what was going to come of it. So there's that. I mean, I don't know if that matters right. at all, but it's interesting that he was sort of pro that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, it's good. I mean, it, it, hopefully they'll, they'll be able to come up with something to do with it. But I mean, there, it's got to be something pretty, uh, pretty drastic yeah. in order to, to, to pull Bas- Dig out of the spiral that it's in. Basically, in order to make Dig relevant again, they have to do what Reddit did with subreddits. And right. then they have to innovate on top of that because they're going to have to they're going to have to make it as good as Reddit in order to keep Reddit users. And then they're going to have to do something better. Better than Reddit so that they can pull Reddit's users. Right. Yep. Um so yeah. I I and to be honest with you, I'm 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 I am really interested to see what they can what they can pull out of this, but again, I don't have high hopes for it. Yeah. Uh, Time Warner is so scared of Google Fiber that it's paying people to spy on Google. This is really funny. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, so Kansas City is is uh, it's either the testbed or one of the testbeds for Google Fiber. Um, so and it, Google Fiber is a is a service where Google is basically laying a gigabit fiber network through the entire city of Kansas City, so that um anybody who chooses to can can use their infrastructure to get on the internet. And it's supposed to be running at a theoretical speed of one gigabit per second to your house, to your house from the Internet Uh, and Time Warner apparently is so uh, worried about this that they have posted flyers in Kansas City um, asking for people to uh, share tips, rumors, and rumblings about Google construction or launch activity uh, with a chance to win money. So basically, they're 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 going to get people to spy on Google for them, um, which I think is funny because I, to be honest with you, I, I it doesn't feel like Google's being all like hush hush about this service, yeah. and you'd probably be like, hey, uh, what are you guys planning on doing? And it's like, oh, well, we're gonna lay all this stuff here, and this is what we're gonna do, and this is how we're gonna make it work, and and I think the article actually alludes to this too, is basically, uh, Time Warner is such a, a failure of a service anyways that that it doesn't matter what they did it, how much they knew about things they would still yeah not i mean basically basically it's a it's a company with a bad business plan making worse decisions in order to try and compete with somebody with somebody who has a better business plan and is going to get more users because they have a better service yeah yeah this is definitely uh, uh very amusing so yeah not really a whole lot to discuss with that um there was a question posed on Slashdot this week, and it was, is it time to end our love affair with the QWERTY keyboard? Uh, basically, what spurred this on was there is an entrepreneur in Australia who has developed uh, what he calls the Dexter keyboard. 
Um, and it's for mobile phones. It's not like for normal use, but it's basically uh, it sets out uh, a keyboard layout that's alphabetical with evenly spaced buttons on a mobile phone, and it's designed so that you can use it uh, one-handed. So you, instead of having to pull your phone out and use your two thumbs to type on your QWERTY keyboard, you can actually efficiently type with one thumb uh, while holding your phone. Um, and so it... it it, the, the the question is posed that, you know, is QWERTY's time over with? And uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think about that. Um, I don't know. I, so what's interesting about the QWERTY layout is that it's it's designed to be inefficient. And that's because it was it, it existed as a keyboard layout long before uh, it, computer keyboards. And so right. when you had a mechanical keyboard, if you if you the, the original mechanical keyboards were laid out alphabetically and people could type so fast on them that it was causing their typewriters to jam. Right. So the solution to that was not to make the mechanisms better, but to make it harder to type on. So they changed the layout to something wacky. Um, but the thing is, most, I mean, everybody knows how to type on a QWERTY keyboard now. Right. So, I mean, you could try and change it, but unless Apple sets their default keyboard to be something else, I don't see that becoming a thing. Right. Like, until until, pe- until everyone starts buying iPhones and they have to f- either adjust to the new keyboard layout or figure out how to change it. And I mean, half half the people are going to figure out how to change it, and the other half are too dumb, which is why they bought an iPhone to begin with. So they're just going to adapt to the new layout. And then once once enough people start using that software software layout, then they're going to start wanting hardware layouts, and Apple is going to start offering MacBooks with you know the new layout. Until something like that happens, I don't really see QWERTY going away. And right. you're, you're always going to have that crazy ass user base of people who are you know hardcore Dvorak users and won't look at a keyboard if it has a Q <laughs> in the top left corner. It was just going to bring up the Dvorak keyboard because I mean you think about it how how many people have been trying to get Dvorak changed to be the the standard keyboard for how many years and it still hasn't happened I don't think that I don't think the key, the QWERTY keyboard is going to go away because it's familiar it's what people get taught on it's what people get efficient typing at yeah I mean in all honesty there's no reason it couldn't change but it's going to have to take something a lot more significant than hey I made it I, I arranged my keyboard differently everyone look at me that's not right. get it done. No. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I can understand this guy's uh, uh, reasoning with the Dexter keyboard because you know it is kind of handy to be able to you know type with one thumb. But I mean, you have to get used to the keys, and thankfully it's it's laid out alphabetically, so it's not so hard to to find the keys. But. Uh, I, 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 I don't see it catching on. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, although I was actually, I was just reading uh, posts somebody shared on Google Plus not too long ago about um, apparently the QWERTY keyboard is partially to, to blame for uh, RSI repetitive stress injuries uh-huh. and the the post was about um well it was funny that the post was a, a list of famous hackers and um the qwerty layout combined with emacs commands meant repetitive stress injury and uh, the guy that posted it was like this is another reason people should be using vim instead of emacs um <laughs> but it brought it it, I, it had never occurred to me before that a cause of rsi would be the qwerty layout yeah let me see if i can find that article for the show notes okie dokie 
Um, speaking of other things that probably will never catch on, the Christian tablet, the official Christian tablet has been released and from from what the uh, author of this article uh, talks about, it looks like it's just basically the cheapest, worst possible tablet that was available on the market and then they just rebranded it and put uh, some uh, they prettied it up with some Jesus pictures. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, so I sort of went on a tirade about this. I, don't, I think I was only talking to Charlie, who has a locked account. Uh, yeah. So you won't be able to see it. Um, but my point was they're making they're, – I think they're – so you said that they're rebranding a, lap, uh, a tablet, but I don't think they're doing that. I think they're actually building it. No, no. It's oh, – it's, it? uh, yeah, it's um, – oh, where is it? It's in here somewhere. Oh, it's a, It's called a Seidel M7. Okay. And it's basically the, the cheapest, uh, uh, lowest grade uh, Android tablet that is available on the market. Okay. And apparently uh, that tablet by itself, not the rebranded uh, um, Christian tablet, is uh, $10 cheaper than what they're selling this one for, right? which, which is $149. Well, that's interesting because that's – so I looked at this and I was like, wow, they're making a really shitty tablet. They su- should just buy a better tablet and then add their crap software on top of it, uh, which is apparently right. what they're doing except they're, ch- they're buying the shittiest one instead of a better one right? Uh, and then throwing um, their software on it. And I mean if you look at the software, it's like a copy of the Bible, which you can download for free either as, as a, a an ebook on the Kindle app or as its own app, I'm sure. Uh-huh. And uh, filtering software. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a Christian internet radio station. Okay. so Which also you could get for free. Right. So they're basically just taking an, a laptop, going through the setup, and then installing a couple of apps, and then selling it again. Yep. And they're doing it with a shitty tablet. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's very exploitative to, to, you know, oh, well, if you're a good Christian, you'll buy the Christian tablet, as opposed to, yep. why don't you buy a good tablet and then put your Christian shit on there? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's a shame. I, I just, I mean, you know, re- regardless of, of what you're branding, you know, I, I, it could be, they could be branding it with, Harry Potter It'd be make the official Harry Potter tablet and if they're doing something like this it, it, people are going to go get up in arms about it because it's you're you're basically bilking people out of their money right when there's absolutely no reason to be doing yeah. that uh, and w- this actually reminds me of uh, there's actually a special version of Ubuntu designed for Christians but uh, that's still free that's like that's I, I consider that to be very different from this because that it, it still has this you know preloaded software like the Bible and whatnot but mm-hmm. it's it was done not out of um, trying to convince Christians to buy this tablet because it's holier than another tablet, but because they wanted to, I mean, they still wanted to promote their religion, but it was more like, well, I would like my OS to come, come preloaded with this stuff, so I'm going to build an OS on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because they weren't making money on it, it seemed like it was a lot less exploitative. Right. And and to be honest with you, I would not have, I would have less of a problem with this if they were actually giving it decent uh um like decent hardware if it if it didn't really really feel like they were just trying to steal money from people right. you know and it was like you, you, you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely it's just, yeah it I, I wouldn't be because i mean that's that's basically what every tablet is it's, it's just you know it this is here's a tablet and here's the software that we put on it that we that we think that you should have right so you know why not yeah i have no problem with that yeah. but the, the and, yeah i mean personally regardless of religion I want an I want a tablet with the least amount of bullshit on it that I have to uninstall when I get it out of the box. Absolutely. 
I absolutely agree with you. Which is why when I bought an Android phone, I bought the Google Experience phone because it doesn't have bullshit installed on it like whatever apps Verizon decides it wants you to have or whatever. Right, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, AMC says to Dish, we'll go ahead and stream Breaking Bad for free. Okay, bye. Um, basically what happened was, uh, Dish got into a bit of a squabble with, uh, AMC, IFC, and we, uh, over the licensing agreements and basically just said, nope, and dropped the, uh, the channels and AMC said, Hey, you know what? Uh, basically everybody except for Dish right now carries our channel. We don't want our, our fans who have our Dish subscribers to miss out on things. So at the exact same time that it is airing on TV, we will be streaming the premiere, the season premiere of Breaking Bad, uh, as it plays on TV. So that way people don't miss out and they can still see it uh, just like all of their their friends can. Um, and now you have an and, extra week in order to cancel your dish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And I although, so the reason I wanted to talk about this story is because I thought we were also talking about what happened with DirecTV and uh, Viacom. Right, I was going to bring that uh, up. So cause... Viacom and DirecTV have been in negotiations for licensing too, and they couldn't come to an agreement, so Viacom Viacom pulled their stuff off of DirecTV. As a response to that, DirecTV told their subscribers to watch the stuff on the internet. And Viacom, rather than taking the high ground and saying, "Oh, absolutely, you have one," you know, "here's here's all our stuff. Why why do you even need DirecTV now?" They yep. they took the low road and pulled all their content off yep. of the internet, not off of DirecTV. So now you can't now Viacom uh, now DirecTV subscribers have absolutely no way of watching Viacom shows. Um, right. And for those of you unfamiliar with Viacom, they own MTV, Nickelodeon. Um, and do they own Comedy Central? Comedy Central, uh, VH1. They own whatever station uh, typically uh, broadcasts wrestling too. Okay, uh, sci-fi. Because be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It's because uh, um, Directv uh, put out a commercial uh, featuring Hulk Hogan uh, talking about how Viacom is a bunch of dirty, rotten bastards. And if you're a Directv subscriber and you are miss and you miss your Viacom channels, you need to call this phone number right here and complain about the fact that you don't have it. Yeah. And it was basically uh, the customer service line for for Viacom. Yeah, it's this. So these two stories combined together are an interesting example of what to do and what not to do uh, for your customers. But I think it's also interesting that two major, uh, for the sake of argument, we'll call them cable providers, two major cable providers and two major uh, cable channels are in knockdown drag out fights over licensing fees. It, it shows to me that cable is a, is dead and dying, dead or dying, and it's only a matter of time before I can just buy a subscription to Breaking Bad through AMC. I mean, right. Which actually I might be able to do anyway uh, through Amazon video i haven't checked yet but since i don't have amc i either have to wait until they come out on dvd or buy a season pass if i want to watch breaking bad when everybody else does which i'm strongly considering yeah um I just completely brain farted and lost track of what I was going to say. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of the rumblings that I've been hearing in various podcasts and, and, and websites that I, that I pay attention to is uh, that, um, uh, this is, it's, it, it, you know, depending on, on which way you look at it, um, it's, 
like it's particularly with the uh the direct tv versus viacom thing is is it's uh it's positioning people um very solidly against companies like viacom which means that it's going to be easier for companies like direct tv to be able to leverage uh a la carte programming interesting. in the future interesting um which means that that in the in the future it's possible that you could say well okay i want to subscribe to uh amc uh, MTV and uh, Showtime the Discovery and HBO channel. and that's it. Yeah, and that's all I want. I don't want any other any other channels other than that. And they say, okay, so this costs this much, this costs this much, and this costs this much. So your your monthly bill is going to be you know seventeen dollars and ninety two cents. And instead of having to buy the package deal where you know you have to if you want HBO you have to pay for HBO Showtime Cinemax uh, Showtime two Cinemax two Cinemax three right. uh, and uh, all of these other ridiculous channels that you have absolutely no interest in whatsoever right uh just so that you can get that one channel and probably just for that one show that you want what's interesting about that though is that i it never occurred to me that the bundling thing would be because of licensing fees from the individual channels i always assumed that that was the cable companies forcing you to buy more than you wanted so that i i always assumed that that was a a, a result of the cable companies not a result of the licensing from channels it it, it, it is partially but it's i mean the bundling for, as from what i understand the way the the bundling thing is it's kind of a way for them to uh you know get the money to be able to pay the licensing fees for you know because oh. because companies like viacom say you can't just buy one of these channels from us you ha- if you want one you have to you have to pay the licensing fees for all the channels and so then the you know like direct tv will have their hbo bundle so that you know you yes you have to pay for you know a little bit more money for you know 32 channels uh but then they, they take that money and they can turn around and pay it to viacom so that they can have all so that they can afford to have the pay the licensing on all of those channels interesting so yeah, uh, that w- uh, by the way, the the premiere season premiere for Breaking Bad is tonight at 10 p.m. So fuck yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I think you, if you go to AMC's webpage, uh, you will be able to watch it from there for exactly zero dollars. Yeah, although the week after you won't be able to watch, so keep right. that in mind. <laughs> for the low low price of zero dollars. Yeah, it's it, really interesting. Uh, the since since I stopped uh, acquiring TV shows <laughs> and started paying for Netflix and Hulu and whatnot, it's becoming it, it, it's just now getting to the point where good shows are starting to come back on, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm questioning my methods because I want I mean I want to watch Breaking Bad, but I don't have a cable connection, right? So I may I may end up waiting, or I may end up uh, buying a season pass through Amazon Indie, uh, Video on Demand if they have that show right come fall i'm gonna be broke though (laughs) (laughs) which reminds me when does sons of anarchy come back i don't know uh breaking bad and sons of anarchy are like my most anticipated shows totally so a member of the european parliament uh sent out a thank you note to all the people that uh fought against acta uh and mistakenly uh pass along all two uh, it's like 2029 email addresses of each one of those people in the body of the email so therefore uh everyone got a hold of those email addresses it was 2021 fail yeah definitely that was definitely a 
Yeah. The other the other funny thing though is uh, 33 minutes later. So this was this was broken by somebody who was on that list. Uh, right. 33 minutes later, the original sender sent a recall request. We talk, you know, we were already talking about stupid things in email that get implemented, like uh, return receipts. There's nothing more stupid than recall receipts because it's basically just saying, "Hey, can you please delete this?" Because I'm a fuck made a mistake, and it's yeah. like I pr- I never would have even noticed the mistake, but now that you sent a recall, I'm a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that actually happened to me quite a few times uh, when I worked for the government, where you'd get an email that was not intended for you, yeah. um, and then there would be a recall suddenly, and it was like, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to that in the first place, but now I totally want to read this. Yeah. If, if ever there was a way to highlight the importance of an email, it's requesting yeah. it be recalled. Yep. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about this. I just wanted to point out how fucking yeah. stupid it is to try and yeah. recall an email. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think that as far as I can, as as I know, that uh, Outlook is the only uh, mail client that actually uh, supports recalling. Oh, really? That that doesn't surprise me yeah. because the only time I've ever seen it used is by people who use Outlook. Yeah. And Outlook is pretty much the worst email client yeah. ever. Well, the problem is that Out- Outlook is the worst email client ever except for all the others. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Desktop client anyway, soft software client. You know, Gmail is obviously the way yeah. to go. Unless, of course, you don't want Google to read your shit. Right. Uh, Mitt Romney broke one of Facebook's rules uh, by having a self-promoting cover photo. Yeah. Can we? So this original, the original headline for this was not Mitt Romney breaks rules. It was Mitt Romney posts illegal photo to Facebook. It was like <laughs> I have to find the. Um, it's 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 in the on the top in the yeah. Reddit bar. It's Mitt Romney breaks Facebook law with illegal self promoting yeah, cover photo. But the, the headline has since been changed to Mitt Romney breaks Facebook rules with self promoting co- cover photo because it's because because it's not, it's not law and it's not illegal. Idiot. Yeah. That 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 was that headline was why I wanted to talk about this story because it was like oh, yeah. oh my god he broke the law like <laughs> you have no understanding of law at all do you <laughs> like yeah, totally just because you're you know violating a user agreement is not necessarily breaking the law. Yeah. Well, okay. Also, I I actually read through this whole article um and it it's just it's 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 a the whole thing is just grasping at yeah, straws. Yeah, it really is. About, oh, look look how bad Mitt Romney is. He totally broke the rules on Facebook. Look, he broke the rules and he doesn't know how to spell America. Yeah, it was it was like, "Oh, well, I I hate I hate Mitt Romney because I like Obama because he's a Democrat and I'm a Democrat and I have to promote the Democrat. So, let me find a way to be anti-Republican because they're bad because they're different from me. Uh, oh, I don't know anything about I, anything. So, let me yeah. I, I just I just want to point out at, I know at about. This, I just want to point out at at, at this juncture that that uh, neither neither one of us are really necessarily we're not saying that we're for Romney and we're not trying to defend Romney in any way shape or form. But this is fucking retarded. This is like this is like the my dad's bigger than your dad kind of argument. I mean, there's no bearing on anything real involved with this, and it's just it's just poking. Yeah, I mean, it's at somebody for no reason almost. It's very it, – it's interesting to me 
because it's doing the same kind of bullshit things that cable news channels are doing during elections, which is not talking about substance, substantive topics and only talking about bullshit that doesn't really matter, except because it's mm-hmm. not even a professional news organization. It's doing it to such a degree as to be a, a parody of itself. Um, right. And I mean, in this story, I see every story that comes up on cable news during an election cycle. But this is to like an even more absurd degree. Like you watch you watch fucking that moron Wolf Blitzer on CNN and you're like, oh, my God, political coverage can't possibly get any worse than this. And then you read this bullshit story by uh, Molly Oswax, who does have a cool name. Yeah. I'll give her that. But she's yeah. a fucking dumbass. Yeah, I agree. All right, and before we get uh, stuck in the uh, political mire, uh, let's move on to science news. Pigs in space! Uh, so some scientists have discovered a new or have, uh, developed a new enzyme blocking drug that controls the growth and death of cancer cells, basically meaning that you give this drug to somebody who has uh, a certain type of cancer and they won't have cancer anymore. Uh, so certain type can mean a lot of things because there's a lot of different types of cancer. This right. one focuses it's, specifically uh, on sarcoma, breast, and prostate cancer. Breast and prostate cancer yeah. are like two of the leading most uh, uh, cancer types. Right. Um, yeah. So, and it's 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 more than just those those three, but it's it's there. That's that's like the family of of uh, of cancers that it, that it goes for. But yeah, it's it's one small section of 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 cancers, including those three. Uh, and and so basically, all it does is is it is the drug goes in and uh, and alters enzymes in in your body that uh, basically it's it's uh, these these uh, these enzymes they're. Are, are uh, uh, they're faulty enzymes that that can't control or that it's it's basically what causes the the cancer cells to be able to grow uh, uh, rapidly and 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 overtake you know because cancer is basically just ridiculously rapidly reproducing cells and it's broken and so what this enzyme does is is it's it's broken in such a way to allow that to happen and what this uh, uh, this drug does is it it blocks those enzymes forcing the cancer to not be able to reproduce as quickly as it can and therefore causing it to basically die off. And I probably am not getting the nuance of what this drug actually does, but in in the most basic possible terms, that's what's that's what's going on. So uh, awesome. Agreed. Now for they they could only find the the uh, cure for that pesky common cold. Okay. Oh, Asia, you so crazy. So I, I guess this this week we should probably maybe call it Oh Asia You So Sexy maybe because uh, this week uh, there is a new website called SexyMandarin.com which it, it tries to teach you how to speak Mandarin in a sexy way uh, by having uh, sexy girls in lingerie speak Mandarin and then a an animated character named Mr. Fang teaches you uh, what they're saying and, and how to pronounce it at Etc. To get you to learn this Mandarin. This is relevant to my interests. <laughs> so, so now you get to uh, uh, learn Mandarin and then get an awkward boner every time you speak Chinese. <laughs> God damn it, Pavlov! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> um, what movie was it where they had topless tutors? Was that Van Wilder? Okay, yeah. Yes. That was such a good idea. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I so uh unrelated, I'm going to start learning Mandarin. <laughs> okay, so I was I was actually looking at, at the this website uh just for research for the podcast. Sure. I I was also <laughs> reading the articles and, in Playboy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. Um and it's it, it's so funny because they they take the 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 sexy part of sexy Mandarin like so seriously. So that's like uh t- when you go to the contact page, uh if you for general inquiries, the uh the email address is sexyinquiry at sexymandarin.com. Uh but the, for for any complaints, you need to direct those emails to not sexy at sexymandarin.com. <laughs> And then it has a uh, uh, profile profiles for all of the quote unquote teachers on on the site, and uh, you can go in and it gives you a bunch of in- information about them, and and there's questions that they answer and stuff, and then there's always a video, and they're like really terrible at speaking <laughs> English. Interesting. I don't. So this that just this reminds me of a some e card one of my coworkers showed me last week. It's uh tell someone you love them today because life is short, but shout it at them in German because life is also terrifying. <laughs> totally awesome (sighs) i tried to learn mandarin once was it it was difficult well, there no, you go. No, it was not sexy. <laughs> you mean it was hard? Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, I, I gave up I gave up on learning Mandarin the first time because it was difficult. But now I'm doing it right because it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, – man, it was a – it was a, it was difficult and it did, it didn't help that, uh, um, that, that I was doing it using like, a like oh. audio books or like an audio book kind of thing. So I was like trying to, to learn it and everything, but it was like, uh, and it, there's so much nuance in, in Mandarin that it's like, you have to like really, yeah, really focus and really much, practice and have so much on inflection as anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you have to, uh, um, you, you, you almost need somebody to, to be able to give you feedback on, on things because you, you may, you may think that you're speaking properly, but you, you didn't get the inflection quite right. And so instead of saying, please give me a glass of water, you're saying your mother is right. a prostitute. Yeah. I remember, um, one of our former co- coworkers was, spoke Mandarin natively. And I remember him trying to describe the fact that, uh, oh, the exact same word with the exact same spelling could have three different inflections and three different meanings yep it's like uh 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 i remember that conversation and it was um I, I don't remember what the word was, but it was uh, in with one inflection it meant mother, and w- with another inflection it meant mountain, and with another inflection it meant like horse, <laughs> and it was just like so completely ridiculous. Yeah, it was that, like that, that, if, if you yeah. have an upward inflection so that your voice is higher at the end than at the beginning, then it meant mother, and if you have a low inflection, which meant it was lower at the beginning or at the ending than at the beginning, then it meant mo- uh, mountain, and if it went up and then down, uh, then it meant horse. <laughs> Yeah, it's so friggin' yeah. So that's the rumpus.
wanted a pony. 